Hello everybody and welcome back to Guys on Gaffer. And uh, we are here with one final preseason episode three days before the season starts. Yeah, we're recording on Tuesday night, um, Tuesday the 26th. Um, and we're nearly there. We, ha we are finalising our game week one drafts and we are ready to get stuck into a long 46 game week gaffer season. And as always, I am joined by David and Abhishek. Are you guys looking forward to getting going? Yeah. Looking forward. Uh, I think, uh, it's about time we get some football back in our lives. It's gonna be good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good to have the game back. I've, uh, I'm like very excited about this because there's like so much hype around the game this season uh, compared to the, I think last season. And uh, yeah, so many people talking about different ways to do it. And mm. uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a fun time. So I'm just uh, excited for the game to be back. So. It's always the most exciting part of the season before the pain sets in when you have a captaincy <laughs> blank and uh, you know you haven't nothing's oh. gone wrong yet. <laughs> yeah, don't even say it. It's about to go so wrong. <laughs> the team at this at this moment in time, you're excited because you think your team's amazing and you haven't been ready set up for the disappointment yet, right? Let's see. <laughs> All right, on the agenda today, we have quite a few things. Um, so we're going to talk about boosts because we haven't really talked about that yet um, on this podcast. We're going to look at our Game Week 1 drafts at the moment. As content, Even though we are content creators, we reserve the right to change our team as much as we want up to deadline, because I know there are people out there who don't like that. <laughs> um, and, but we'll show you where we're at currently. Um, then we will uh, look at our predictions, prediction tables for the championship, and just briefly talk about why we chose kind of our top six and our bottom three and um then we will answer some questions and finally um uh, we have just before recording um chosen our pod team so we will reveal our pod team as well and that will be it so yeah let's dive into boost then um as probably our biggest discussion point this evening um so for those of you who are new new to Gaffer, you'll have realised that we have a pool of six boosts to choose from um, between Game Week 1 and Game Week 15 when they were reset. So we have got what we've got. We've got uh, Overhaul, which is basically a wild card. We've got uh, Captain Fantastic, which is like triple captain, but also vice captain gets times two. Um, Multi-captain, so your captain, vice captain and emergency captain all get times two. Park the bus, all defenders get times two, and you get no other captains. Midfield dynamos, which is exactly the same, but all midfielders get times two. And away days, which is all away players, get times two. So, the first question we should always ask ourselves when we get a set of gaffer boosts is, of course, which are the best three to play? I think I know what I think, but I would be interested to hear if David and Abhishek align with that. Um... Yeah, do you guys at least have an idea, know for sure, or just have an idea which three you're going to play? Who would like to go first? Okay. Uh, yeah, I um, I'm uh, pretty sure on the list that uh, that I won't play at least, um, but uh, we can come back to that some other time. Uh, I think my favorite ones are at this set is. Uh, uh, away days. Um, I think that's the one I like most because <laughs> it's not uh, far away till I'm playing it. Um, and uh, I also like park the bus uh, because it's like uh, so many points for defenders. 
uh, at least avenues for it. Uh, uh, so it's better. But uh, I've played other game, other games that have uh, parkable chips, but it's just regular points. Uh, so if you get uh, clean sheet five outs, it's basically done. But uh, this uh, this uh, game is a bit different. Um, and uh, yeah, um, the last one I'm a bit more unsure of, but um, yeah. If it comes like to uh, a, a double game week yeah, or like a match that for Puke or something, that's like the best uh, game we ever get. Probably it can fantastic is my third one, uh, at least in this set. But yeah, interesting. Yeah, Abhishek, what are you? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, David mentioned the two, the one, two of my favorite boosts. I think away days and Park the Bus. I have fond memories of Park the Bus from the other game. Uh, which he sadly scrapped this season, but I have fond memories from Park the Bus playing in Capper. So, it, uh, Park the Bus and Away Days are the two of my favorite boosts. Uh, I did not expect it that these boosts to come so early in the season, but nevertheless, I'm going to play those two. The third one is quite tricky. It really depends on how my team is performing uh, after game week 10 or 9, 10, uh, at least start, let my team, whatever team I have picked, uh, let's see how it does, then if it, uh, it needs if it needs much repairment due to injuries, injury issues, then I think overall is the best way, is the best third chip. If my team is doing okay, then I think I might go for multi-captain. Multi-captain, uh, multi is that the three captains? Yes, uh, yeah. captains. Yeah. So this. Uh, so if not, if uh, if it's if I don't use the overall, then I will be using the multi captain. So I'm contemplating between these two boosts, uh, which one to use as my third boost. Uh, but it depends on how my team is after a certain period of time. Maybe after ten game weeks or twelve game weeks, after I have played away days and fucked the first chip. Let me let us. Uh, I will check how my team is doing, and then I will choose that third uh, post accordingly. Okay. Um, my thoughts then. I agree with the majority of what you said, but there are a couple of things I would say. Um, so yeah, obviously, if you don't play away days, you're probably playing this wrong. Um, even though there's a lot of times where there's no right or wrong yeah. way to play fantasy football, if you don't play away days, um, um, it is clearly the best. You're doing series. something wrong. Plain and simple, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> in, in terms of multipliers, you're gaining essentially nine and a half players. I think it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, so theoretically, then the the next best two are part of the bus and midfield dynamos because they both give you three and a half extra players and uh, multi captain and captain fantastic give you one and a half extra players. But obviously, there are drawbacks to to playing both part of the bus and midfield dynamos the main one being kind of a, a structural issue like you're going to have for example most of us are going to have a four and a half midfielder do we want to spend transfers to beef up the midfield maybe sacrifice a striker and then then switch back afterwards so there's a little bit of extra setup there um so in that sense i do think part of the bus is probably probably second best and also part of the bus has like a higher floor it's 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 safer um so yeah because of the half clean sheets because of the half clean sheets there's a higher floor on part of the bus compared to midfield dynamos but i would argue midfield dynamos 
maybe has a slightly higher ceiling because you've got players who can get multiple attacking returns in, in one game. Um, the one thing that I really did disagree with was when Abhishek said multi-captain. Because, I mean, I think I've said this many times before in other videos and stuff, but um, essentially Captain Fantastic is better than multi-captain because you want the extra gain on the best player in your team rather than the third best player in your team because um, multi-captain you're gaining an extra player for the emergency captain and for um, Captain Fantastic you're gaining an extra player for your captain essentially so I, if you're going to go for a captaincy chip I'd probably play Captain Fantastic the advantage of the captaincy chip is you literally have to do no setup for it so you don't have to ruin your team um, so that's why it's it's ideal um, yes so the other one is overhaul Obviously, you guys have both mentioned that. I think Abhishek, you mentioned that, didn't you? Um, I think there is scope to use Overhaul as your, as your third boost alongside part of the bus and away days, particularly if you want to um, Overhaul into or out of your away days. Um, that could well make up the points, not having to kind of spend transfers to, to construct a good away days team. One thing I didn't... So I didn't say the three I was planning on playing... I mean, my loose plan in an ideal world is I want to play away days, part of the bus and midfield dynamos because on paper they're the best three. Um, but I am obviously open to changing that if circumstances determine. Um, so, you know, because if, if the prep, if, if it's too much prep to get from one, from like midfield dynamos to part of the bus or whatever. So, yeah, that's my current thinking. Um, so the next thing to talk about is when... Alright, so let's start with away days in terms of when specifically we should play these boosts as the most important one and the one that requires the most planning or not, as a lot of people will have noticed. Um, so, okay, a few weeks to talk about. So we'll come back to Game Week 1 and talk about it in a bit more depth. But as people have noticed, a lot of the popular assets are away in Game Week 1 and a lot of people are thinking about playing it. We'll come back to the pros and cons of that. But that's, yeah, I've got Norwich playing away, Coventry, Swansea... Um, there's more as well. Bristol City, um, Preston, teams like that all playing away and all, are all quite popular. Burnley. Other weeks, Game Week 6 is the other kind of popular week at the moment. So we've got Norwich away at Sunderland. We've got Coventry away at Hull. Bristol City away at Blackpool. What else have we got? West Brom away at Huddersfield. Swansea away at Middlesbrough. Stoke away at Blackburn. Joe K, Preston away at Cardiff. But yeah, standouts there are obviously Norwich, uh, Coventry, and Burn Burnley away at Wigan. Burnley away at Wigan. Um, so that's a very popular week. And then there were two more that I'd found. I think Abhishek found one of these as well. One was Game Week 12, and the other was Game Week 13, where some teams have back to back away games. So in Game Week 12, we've got Burnley away at Cardiff. Millwall away at Blackburn, Middlesbrough away at Coventry, Luton away at Hull, Preston away at Sunderland, uh, QPR away at Bristol City. Oh, there's lots, quite a lot here. Um, did I say Norwich away at Blackpool? I don't know if I said that already. Um, Watford away at Stoke. So, the only, bad, uh, the only bad thing in Twitter was Swansea away at West Brom. Swansea away at West Brom, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's the only bad thing. Well, who knows if we'll have their assets at that point, I guess. But then there's also Game Week 13, which I believe Abhishek 
had also seen. Yeah, so. yeah, Norwich, uh, Norwich away at Reading's a big one there. Millwall away at Rotherham. Coventry yeah. away at Bristol City. Blackpool yeah. away at Sunderland. West Brom away at Preston. Um, any others there? I think those are the main ones. So those are the, I think, the four standout weeks. There may be one or two others we've missed that are okay. Let's let's just go back to away days game week one because that's the big debate. Um, okay. Yes or away days one. Yes or no, and why? Basically, is my question to you, David. You, yeah. You've pretty much made your mind up, haven't you? Or close to. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'll yeah I'll say yes because I'm like just waiting to activate it. I'm just like I, I just want to know be sure that I haven't activated and just like I regret it and I can go back because the like in FPL you can like uh, you can save your team and then just go back and cancel the boost, but uh, it's different in Gaffer. So you if you activate it, it's like activated. There's yeah. no going back. Uh, so I am 99% sure I will do it. I'll just like wait until the probably not like two or three hours before, just in case the game uh, freezes. But I will probably do it the game day before or something. Um, yeah. So because I, I like my team so much, and I I, I realized I can just like uh, now I have unlimited transfers. I can just uh, make my team fit for away days uh, as much as I want without like having to. Uh, change players because they play away or like having players that are good on the bench because they don't play away mm. uh, so to me it makes very much sense uh, at least for my team because I my, my, the, the players I want also have away days uh, so yeah, that's my reasoning yeah that's the big um, the big reason to do it is it's fallen kindly and it gets it out of the way you don't have to use transfers to plan for it and maybe bring in a suboptimal kind of team later on that's the big advantage abhishek where are you current where's your thoughts currently at with the way it is game week one yeah well when the boosts came and every gap uh, every gap managers in the community were planting boosts i think uh, game week six was the one that uh, everyone here mounted to play and planning was going along to play but when I first uh, look at the fixtures and the players that we all wanted in our teams, the idea of playing away days, one, away days in game week one suddenly came to my mind. Suddenly uh, made me really think that, hold, oh, hang on a minute. I want all these players in my game week one team. All of them are away. It saves me future how many transfers that I will need if I play away days in later game weeks because we don't know how the teams are performing how will it impact the league how will the uh, season start for certain uh, teams there is some there's quite a few unknowns in our uh, in this season uh, because every uh, team that has uh, come down from the Premier League or have gone up from the from League One or have stayed in the Championship has done decent business. Plus, uh, second, secondly, uh, the players that from the teams that we are going to own certainly have the EFL board has given us so much uh, very very kind as you mentioned. So I think 
uh, everyone has in our team what three Norwich, three Swansea. <laughs> so when uh, that sort of situation doesn't occur that many, <laughs> that many times, uh, especially it will not occur in the later of the later half of the season because uh, we will come after first few weeks so we will come to know how the team is performing. So yeah, it's really I am towards playing it. Just need two to three, a uh, few more uh, confirmed news from my players that I own now, uh, especially my bench players, and that we will get to show uh, later, later in the podcast. So, yeah, uh, I'm certainly not as uh, sure as David that I will play it, but I am edging towards it. So, uh, but. I can say certainly the idea of playing away days, I think, I may say it first came to my mind that we can play that without damaging our team that much. Mm. I think I did mention to you and you straight away said to me, it's not happening. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> so, so now, have you come to the idea of playing it or are you still, nah, I'm not playing it? Well, I mean, at the start of today, I was probably about 95% no, and I'm probably down to about 70% no. Let's put it that way. Um, so you've heard, you've heard the case for it. The case against it is, of course, a lot of unknowns. We might get surprise lineups. Um, we might um, be misjudging the assets and the players because of lack of information every year this happens we think a player is going to do really well and then they do absolutely nothing and actually other options emerge that we hadn't thought of before so so lack of information is the biggest argument against it and so i would summarize away days game one as a gamble that could certainly pay off big time i'm not denying that at all even though i like i said i i I'm leaning towards not playing it. It could pay off big time if, you know, we don't get any surprise lineups and the community is generally correct about the players that we've picked. Um, but if I don't play it, what I will be hoping that, I will be hoping that we're kind of wrong about a few things and it goes a bit wrong. And then I will play it at a time when we have more information available. The only thing is, um, knowing myself and how I do things, I think that I can plan really, really well in this game. And then, because it's quite, because you know, you've got to get a full eleven of away players. Without, if you're trying to do that without an overhaul, I know that I most likely things will go wrong. I might have injuries, or I might just be on the back foot in terms of getting my team where I want it to be, and I will start taking many a hit to to achieve what I want to achieve, and that could be a dangerous thing and it could mean that you know even if i have a slightly better away days in the end that sort of preparation side of things will actually completely nullify that so that's where my doubts come in um i've personally been looking at game week 12 and game week 13 um it probably depends on things like you know whether watford assets look good um which might sway me to game week 12 or whether i want to go for the good the really good Norwich fixture or Reading and things like that. I, I haven't decided which of those two, but that's where I've been leaning because that's like maximum information and lots of time to prepare for it. Um, although I do acknowledge that game week six is very good fixture-wise, very, very good fixture-wise. Um, and so 
that could be an option i also need to be careful that i'm not trying to be different for different sake because i know that might be where my head's at and that's not necessarily a good thing so i've got to i've got to are ponder you, that are you, of days. are you <laughs> you seem to be pretty confident <laughs> yeah. one, one thing i will say though is like uh, uh are you having players that all the, all the people that are, are playing with this have in the team like do you have triple swans yeah. do you have triple north norwich yeah so essentially you're you're going to like hope your players in your own team are doing badly so that the way they don't get double points um if, if i you're, but if you don't go away this you probably shouldn't like focus too much on you should like probably try and negate that with home players that are good as well but you have to hope uh, you have to have to hope that your away players do better the next time yeah exactly yeah. that's exactly what i'm hoping i'm hoping to do better in the future um and I'm not. I don't think it's the right mindset to then think, oh, I'm not playing away days, therefore I must include more home players, even if I, you know, because I probably yeah. think they're worse options, really. Um, yeah. So it's better to just pick. What I think the best options are and hope that my away days is better when I play it. Um, so that's my current thinking with that. Um, I think. Uh, I think what's weird in all these is that whatever game weeks that we have earmarked for playing away days, all those teams that are away or uh, have away games on um, game week one game week six game week 12 game week 13. yeah i think there's a few variations but yeah yeah basically what we are we are owning what three norwich players uh, let's say you play on game week 12. so norwich is away we, are, uh, we probably have three norwich owning, at that point don't we yeah at, yeah so you are you are from the start of the season you're playing with three norwich so that's not going to change drastically if there were certain other teams yeah if there was a variation of teams that would have been much more interesting but what is that uh, what makes me not play at a later stage is because we're looking at the same teams uh, for game week but, six also but yeah, you're not you're yeah. not accounting for things changing based off of the games that we see you're assuming that the best assets then will be the best the same as what we think are the best assets now when really hit game week 10 our teams are probably going to be quite different to what they are now because of new information yeah we're yeah. probably a bit naive yeah <laughs> but like uh, yeah I'm, I'm hoping that i pick like assets that are at least starting and are proven and from doing well pre-season but it could just go south so the, the it's uh it's two gambles going on. <laughs> yeah, and For sure. there is a certain element in our Game Week 1 teams of playing the fixtures. Like Coventry have particularly good fixtures, Bristol City have particularly good fixtures, so does Swansea. And a lot of the reason we picked those is because of those fixtures and they might have harder runs later on. So we shifted to other teams like Watford or Sheffield United have a great run, for example, um, after Game Week 4. So fixtures is another re reason our teams might look quite different. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the, the final thing I'd like to say is, is that play your, play your own game because last season, the most popular away days week didn't do very well, for example, game week five. And you never know what's going to happen in a given game week. So just because the crowd is going one way doesn't mean... Um, it might be like the, in theory, the best way, but it might not turn out to be the best way when you account for variance, that, that lovely word variance that we, that we so love. Um, so that's, so yeah, play your own game. That's all I'll say. Um, so that's away days covered off. 
Um, let's just briefly talk about weeks for part of the bus and midfield dynos. Have you have you guys earmarked any particular weeks for any or any of the other boosts? So basically, midfield dynos, part of the bus, or Captain Fantastic. Well, I think uh, I for part the bus. I think I was looking at, but I couldn't find any weeks played uh, because I don't know that whatever defense that I'm starting with, I will stick to that defense. So. I was really enthous enthusiastically looking at Park the Bus because I have fond memories of it. But after uh, surfing half an hour for half an hour, I just couldn't find any good weeks to play Park Actually, the Bus because I was, I was uh, looking at uh, Raka uh, and I found a wish that I think should be used. Yeah. Uh, four. Yeah, that's, that's uh, You have uh, Brandley with Hell at Home, Coventry Wigan at Home. Um, Midlands Brust, okay, well, hey, not the worst. Norwich Huddersfield at home, Preston Rotherham at home, uh, QPR, yeah. And also Sheffield United start a good run from Game Week 4. Yeah, but the thing is that if uh, by Game Week 4, if you are playing Park the Bus, you need to have five defenders, right? Well, we by all game do, week don't four, we? Yeah, we yeah, still but, have, uh, have Swansea, uh, West Brom, and you have lots of things. And also, yeah, a lot of us are starting with like at least three big defenders, aren't we? So, like from these sorts of teams, yeah. I think it makes sense. Although, what I will say is, I'm actually not planning on playing part of this game before. I'm currently, I've got penciled in midfield dynamos, um, just as a personal preference. I, yeah. And then transitioning to part of the bus a little bit later yeah. on, kind of game week seven to ten. Um, that's my current thinking. But yes, I think that is a standout week, David. Absolutely, in terms of fixtures for either of those boosts. Abhishek, did you have more you wanted to say on that? No, I think uh, I said it earlier. I didn't find. Uh, I didn't look at game week four from my player's perspective. I just looked at from the fixtures perspective. But as David mentioned, we are owning those players. So from the offset i think from if you look from the players perspective or the players that we are starting the season with i think game week four seems to be the good week to play park the bus but the only caveat is if i play game week one away days and game week four park the bus that's two of my boosts chopped off all already yeah but if that's the best, best game we can do then that's it that's uh, yeah yeah an option I'm looking at for part of the bus is game week eight. Um, if I play midfield dynamos in four, that, that's Middlesbrough. I've got Sunderland at home. Uh, Norwich have Coventry at home, which isn't great. Um, but um, we've got Sheffield United away at Hull. I, the thing is with that, if if Burnley defenders are really good, I might have to look elsewhere. Basically, I kind of need where I play part of the bus probably depends on how certain teams do. It's like if Burnley defense is looking a must, for example, game week six they've got five and six they've got decent fixtures. Um, if Watford defence looks like a must, Game Week 8 is another good option because they've got Rotherham away, um, for example. So it's a little awkward and it kind of depends on, on what teams stand out. Yeah, but I'm kind of flexible within that period to try and play part of the bus. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Game Week 8, uh, it's three tough fixtures for six teams. I think we have uh, we have defenders from Burnley and Coventry as of now in our drafts and both face tough fixtures in game week 8 because by that time we will get to know who are the uh, pace setters for this league. I'm expecting Norwich and West Brom to be up there and if Burnley is also up there then that becomes a really good matchup 
with Bronley against West, then Bronley against West Brom, you can have either one of the one one each defenders from each of the sides. So, yeah, in a way, it's looking good, uh, but I still don't, I still don't know mm. how the defenders is going to play this season. So it's a wait and watch for me. David, did you say you wanted to play Captain Fantastic potentially? That was just directly fired from the fixture and that was super good. Uh, like, I'm just looking at Norwich and Lepre. We can be academic too. <laughs> when can we captain, triple captain Pookie? <laughs> I mean, also, it's like not uh, very likely that we get double gaming already. It's yeah. like Rotherham does get icy pitches in <laughs> August. I think that's uh, a possibility. Unless uh, your changes from uh, uh, very hot to very cold, very fast. But uh, yeah. like, <laughs> if if I was doing that, I would I would play boosting one, two, and four. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, that mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There'll be there'll be other good weeks. Like what game week six? Norwich have got Sunderland. They've got Birmingham in game week seven. Um, yeah. We've got towards the end here. Bristol City in ten. Uh, Reading in 13. So, I mean, like, that's the thing with Captain Fantastic. You can, you, you can probably play it in any number of weeks and you can you probably do okay. I think uh, we can, uh, you guys can play Captain Fantastic on game week 3 as well. Because I think Norwich has Hull, which is. Yeah, an option. And uh, Swansea has Blackpool. Yeah, yeah I also have to think about Captain Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, there's many opportunities, and I, I like that it's very uh, flexible. So if you just like see, yeah, this week you can do it, then we'll just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so that uh, the, uh, this season, all the good fixtures are so early in the season, <laughs> and we are itching towards playing a boost. <laughs> I would like to but... caveat that with four Norwich and selected other mid-table like Swansea that have good attacking assets. Not Burnley, not Sheffield United, not Watford. They are three big teams that have tough starts, and we will we are probably undervaluing them because of those fixtures at the moment. Just, just saying. And also, and also those are the three teams that we are not sure of their lineups because previously when Watford came down we were sure that who is going to start this season we don't know much about Watford lineup we even don't know that their star players will stay at their clubs same goes for Burnley so that's another reason to add to your point that is another reason why uh, it's such a it's such a uh, these boosts are such uh, so much based on Swansea and Norwich <laughs> and we have a bucket loads of players from these two sides yeah yeah one of the week I found potentially for part of the game week 13 is all right which like with the way days it's good fixtures for the big teams right um so there's like Burnley have Stoke at home Norwich have Reading away uh there was another one uh, Sheffield United QPR at home. That's okay. Middlesbrough Birmingham at home. So there's 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 lots of different ways of doing it. To be fair. And the good thing about playing a bit later, you also know which like people defenders, yeah, uh, other than like the top six that uh, can like get attacking returns. And, Great point. Uh, yeah. So that's a good thing about waiting a bit. Like you can still keep some of the, most of the money where you want it and not just like 
make a 5-3-2 team, <laughs> mm. basically. Yeah, I think another game week that we can play the Captain Fantasy is game week 12 because I think Norwich, Sheffield have easy run of game. And Norwich uh, faces Blackpool, Sheffield faces Birmingham. Yeah. Will Ryan Bruce there be essential at that point in time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I think Kadra, Remy Kadra has signed, so he can be another option as well. Yeah. Well, I think that probably covers Boos, um, unless you guys have anything else you'd like to say. Um, but I think there's lots of different ways of going at it. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah, we have said enough. Uh, some certain <laughs> cards need to be kept close to our chest. <laughs> we can't re reveal all our cards at once. My cards don't feel close to my chest anymore, even though I wanted them to be. <laughs> I, think I've shown my I think I've shown my hand. Most of it, anyway. <laughs> Depends. Maybe I'll end up going to get game at Warner being a sheep. We'll see. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's move on to our game at one drafts as they stand. Um, so, yeah, let's just um, briefly talk through kind of how we feel about our selections so far. Uh, not spend too long on it, too long on it, but obviously just explain our thoughts on, on some of the most, the more interesting picks, I suppose, rather than yeah just a self you know some of them are self-explanatory but abishet your team is up first um yeah why don't you talk us through your selections on as of now yeah i think uh, the only weird selections that i have are sinani and robots uh because every uh kaffa <laughs> manager has rashika in there mm -hmm. um, I have Sinani, so I have gone the other way around, plainly because I think uh, going with Sinani gives me a certain amount of money that um, I can spend it at the back end of the season or after a few games because I need to see how certain players in my squad plays, the likes of new guys that is Twine, Fleming, I need to see how they play. I have Patrick Roberts from Sunderland, which I'm hoping uh, that he will be good because I have heard good things from yeah uh, good things from Man City Academy uh, so and he was doing good since signing for Sunderland I think in the second half of the season so if uh, so yeah so I have Woodman in goal Giles Harrens and Roberts in defense three-man defense four midfielders Fleming Sinani Twine and Roberts and the template forward line of Wyman, Piro, and Pookie. In bench, I have Tierney, Field, Brady, and Huggins. So, Field is my another uh, option. Brady as well, another two hidden gems that I found after doing the preseason ports. Uh, so, hopefully, uh, after Brady and Field seems to be. Uh, uh, is a good picks of the later season, certain. But yeah, um, if I am going to play away days, uh, then I might start with Field and Brady in, in place of Roberts and Childs. So that's the thing. I'm not doing any transfers because uh, that team is settled for me. 
I am not whole, uh, just that uh, I need to think about whether to play away days in game week one or I hold it off. That's the only decision I have to make uh, come Thursday. Because like David, I will uh, lock my team before in, by Thursday because of the uh, if the Gaffer website crashes, then it will be difficult. So yeah. Okay, good stuff. Right, here's mine. I think David and ours are actually quite similar in, in, in a lot of ways. Um, but let's, yeah, so first of all, I'll just go through my starting 11, um, particularly for you guys on the audio. So I've got currently got Patterson, uh, the Sunderland keeper, in goal. Um, Giles, Aarons, and Bidwell as my uh, back three. Swift, Rashika, O'Hare, and Brownhill in midfield with a front three of Puki, Piro, and Obafemi. On my bench, I've got Buzanis, Brady, uh, Robbie Brady, Ruffles and and Field. So, I mean, my my drafts changed quite a lot in the last few days um, with various bits of tinkering and strategizing and stuff like that, looking at boosts. Um, a few days ago, it was quite light at the back and a bit heavier in midfield because of my um, midfield dynamos plan in game week four. But I think I've kind of settled on a bit more of a kind of um, balance and brought in some more of the kind of highly highly owned defenders and gone a bit bigger at the back um so i mean there's various things that can change that i'm, I'm not sure on i was on vyman instead of Piro for a very long time um i think it was obviously bristol city's fixtures are amazing um and oberfemi versus Piro. I, I thought oberfemi for one million cheaper was it's probably gonna come close to Piro in terms of points um but i have since thought actually just looking in isolation at Perot versus Vyman, I think I slightly prefer Perot considering Vyman kind of has consistently outperformed his stats by quite a lot, so not just by a little bit, but quite a lot. And I have a feeling it's, he's, he's a good finisher, but maybe not the level of Song Hyung Min, for example. Um, so that's too much, that's too much of a comparison. <laughs> but you know, you know the point, like in terms of Son always yeah. overperforms his XG, yeah. is, is yeah. Vyman going to do the same? Yeah. very debatable and Swansea's fixtures are so good and I've also I think David has come to a similar conclusion like probably slightly preferring Piro the Swansea double up to be two at top rather than Patterson and Oberfemi for example um and also like yesterday I think for the first time I managed to kind of get a, a draft that I was happy with which had both Swift and Rashika in it um the spot that's caught the spots that caused me a lot of trouble were like the three cheaper midfield slots i'm quite happy with o'hare but i've still had a massive headache over the six kind of somewhere between five and a half and six six and a half basically and eventually i settled on brownhill last night and i feel quite happy with that um three assists in his last preseason game and could um be a lot more attack minded now he's in the championship and, and, and could be quite quite a, a steal at six million so I, i'm i'm actually fairly happy with him there um but that was the spot that was causing me a lot of trouble um and i think that's about all i've got to say ruffles um in the predicted lineup that tom put his thread ruffles wasn't in it so i'm a bit concerned about that so i'm going to try and information gather about him and um, i think he's good value um but yeah that's that's me i am i think i'm fairly happy with it now actually only very minor tweaks to come um, David, let's look at yours then. The Max Power yeah. Way. The team name. <laughs> yeah, I will get back to that later. Um, yeah, I can just also go through my uh, team quickly. 
uh, in goal I have Luzanis, uh, and uh, I have uh, Pal or Paul, or however you want to say it. Uh, I'm saying Paul because that's like the way to say it. <laughs> uh, Aarons, Bidwell, Roberts, uh, Burnley, uh, Swift, Patterson, Rashika, Obafemi, Kuro, and Puki. Uh, so, and also the bench, uh, Remley, Sykes, Field, and Ruffles. So yeah, pretty similar to uh, Joe, but uh, some differences. Uh, I feel like mine is more <laughs> template. Uh, but um, I have uh, three zones instead of two. Uh, and uh, this is something that has changed uh, like in the last 24 hours, because uh, my team was very different uh, just uh, not so long ago with like Twine and uh, actually uh, chair for uh, QPR and uh, Sykes starting uh, because I was like having the best of both worlds like having some players that weren't didn't have the best away this fixture but still had some okay fixtures uh, but then I thought like if I'm actually going to go 100% in on away days in week one I might as well maximize the chip uh, while, while I have the opportunity so that's why I have uh, triple tons at the moment because that's the Best fixture this game week. Imagine uh, if Swansea win 1 0 and it's like a um, Joe Allen goal, <laughs> Sorinola assist. <laughs> yeah, that's not that, to scare you or anything. <laughs> no, but like, I, I, do, I do like it. I do like it. No, no, no. I'm I'm uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's always uh, a possibility, but uh, I think. The, it's more likely that's not going to happen, but yeah, yeah it yeah, probably yeah. will so now that you said it, but yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm happy to have Swift back in team because he was like mainstay on all my drafts uh, before I got uh, excited about the QPR and <laughs> put the last chair in. But uh, he's a back out again for Swift because I think Swift is just a whole another level even though his fixtures aren't as good as QPR. Uh, and uh, the spot I'm most unsure about now is like the, the five million uh, defender that, that I'm going to start because um, I uh, had um, Brady up until like almost we started recording, but uh, I got news about uh, a new signing at Preston that could mean uh, a bit more uncertainty for his position. Although uh, the lineups that uh, Tom posted didn't uh, uh, say that, but. Um, yeah, at the moment I have Paul, uh, just because he's more secure starter and has a good game one fish as well. Um, but yeah, that, that spot isn't 100% decided. But other than that, I think I'm pretty close to having uh, that team as well. So mm, yeah. Lovely. Just one thing I forgot to say on mine, by the way. I, I, you'll see I've got vice captaincy on Perot. It's probably not going to end there, just saying. In case you were wondering why on earth I've got my vice captaincy on Perot. On, on over Femme, Who? rather. Who would you uh, yeah, who would you pick instead, like in your team? It's probably between Piro and Rashika, I would have thought. Um but I'm not decided yet. I think I'm if if I was to lock it in now I'd probably go for Piro to spread the risk a bit in terms of whether Norwich do well. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. So that's our game week one drafts um currently. They may change. But I think we probably all three of us are probably not that far off, right? In terms of um, where, how happy we are. Alright, next up is our championship predictions. So, we've all put out tables, um, some of yes. which look prettier than others. Um, <laughs> you can see David's is on the screen there. So, what, what we're going to do for this is just talk through why we put the bottom three as the bottom three, and 
kind of the top six especially maybe dwell a bit longer on the top two than than third to sixth but kind of yeah the top and bottom ends of the table what are our thoughts and, and why have we put them where we have so david you're you're up first yeah talk yeah. us through it yeah, should I start with the bottom or the top? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, it wasn't too hard for me to pick who was going to be bottom because uh, uh, at least three or four or five, three, four or five teams that uh, last are probably the teams I would think struggle the most this season. It was just a matter of just uh, shuffling who was going last or not. Uh, Birmingham was uh, certainly as uh, last for me and. Many other samples agree with that, uh, even though some fans are a bit bummed out by all the negativity. <laughs> but uh, yeah, over them, uh, Rotherham and uh, 23rd and uh, Wigan in 22nd. Uh, I think Wigan uh, could be the one to move a bit, or uh, maybe go over Reading or Cardiff or above them. But uh, yeah, it depends on how their tactics uh, and how. Uh, uh, Keen does especially, um, but yeah, I think uh, I'm happy with uh, those three at the bottom. I'm not happy at this. Hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. Before you move to the top six, they have max power. They have maximum yeah. power in their team. <laughs> <laughs> why would they? Re- <laughs> why would they finish at the bottom of the it's team? Your team name, David. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> they have yeah. maximum yeah. power in their team. Yeah, maybe I should uh, go back on that. Maybe they are like with our 20, uh, 20th place team. Yeah. I'm, I may have been a bit harsh on them, but it was more about the teams over them than about the picture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can, uh, I can move on to the top three. Uh, in first place, I have West Brom. Uh, second place, Norwich. And third place, Sheffield United, actually. Uh, which uh, I don't think I've seen too much, maybe it's the wrong but anyway, um, West Brom is pretty certain for me with the team uh, and uh, I've heard from Tom uh, <laughs> that, uh, that he, uh, he uh, is very optimistic, uh, it just uh, has to, um, it's a bit dependent on how uh, the manager uh, um, uses the team he has, uh, which is like the only that uh, the most, that there aren't what Brom fans, West Brom fans are. Worried about um, uh, the same thing with like the reasoning for Sheffield is like uh, their strength of team. Um, I think they have one of the best all-around teams and potentially players that can have strong seasons. Um, but yeah, after that it gets more tasty. But like I can just uh, mention that they had Swansea in fourth and Quick QPR fifth and Brandon in sixth. So. Um, mm. That's a bit spicy. QPR is a standout there. It's just a slightly rogue, the rogue prediction. Yeah, I like it. I it's bold. I like it. I like Burnley Watford a bit further down than most people in Middlesbrough. I've seen people have Middlesbrough in the top six, uh, and I'm not that convinced about that. So that's probably what's most different. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry uh, <laughs> to uh, Dan about the Luton 14th. That's mm-hmm. that would be tough. Yeah, me. maybe. Where have, you, where have you put Stoke? Uh, 13. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, Jamie will be far. loving that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jamie predicted far below. I think he predicted 16. <laughs> he was predicted 13. That's nice. Right, next on screen is Abhishek's table. Talk us through your thoughts and what and your predictions. 
Yeah, so my relegation three candidates are Birmingham, Blackpool, and Rotherham. Just because whatever the business that they have done so far, uh, I think the transfer window closes on 1st September. So if they can try to rectify it, possibly add some more players, I think uh, the only one that I can say, uh, I think Blackpool, uh, I don't think Black, uh, Bob, uh, the only one that I'm contemplating is um, uh, last spot, whether it's Birmingham or Hull. I have put Birmingham 22nd and Hull 21st, but it may certainly change. But Hull has done some decent business, I think, especially in the last two weeks. So hopefully they have improved a bit. But uh, I still think those three, among those four teams, three of them uh, will be relegated. Certainly Rotherham and Blackpool, if they play out of their skins, then they can do something miracle. But as of now, as of today, 27, uh, 26th of uh, July, I don't think uh, uh, they can uh, avoid the drop. As far as the playoff position is concerned, I have made Norwich City the champions. I think they will go up as champion. In second place, I have put West Brom. Where I don't get why you guys have uh, put West Brom to win the league. After all, they have the players, but their manager is Steve Bruce, which I don't like. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, those are my top two. And my playoff teams are Sheffield, Middlesbrough, Burnley, and Luton. Um, I have put Luton um, in sixth place, but the likes of Millwall, Swansea, Blackburn, Coventry, Queen's Park Rangers can easily, and Watford can easily take that sixth spot from them but uh, as of now those are the four teams that are in the playoffs and uh, norwich and west brom are going straight up so yeah yeah those are my predictions interesting stuff stand out there watford in 12th goodness me that's uh, <laughs> yes. An interesting yeah, to be fair, Watford could finish anywhere from first to like fourteenth probably. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Okay. That's those guys. And now on to my table. Right, here's mine on the screen. Uh, the best looking one of the lot, which I think Abhishek was yes. about to say, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, to be fair, I did it first, and then these guys followed suit. We were like, oh, yeah. let's, let's, let's do one up on Joel and make them look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> that's my excuse, anyway. Um, so. Yeah, that's what, that was the only sole reason of making it. Yeah, of course it is. Can't I just make yeah, myself so... feel better, everything? <laughs> um, so, you'll notice also that my phone didn't couldn't fit on all twenty four teams. So there's only twenty three teams. Bottom of the table is Birmingham. They're a bit of a mess off the field. They've not really recruited particularly well yet, or, or made any signings apart from what Pla Plaquetta from from Norwich um, and yeah just think that all will catch up with them Rotherham so that's all three of us putting Rotherham and Birmingham in the relegation zone um, yeah they lost their two goal scorers Ladapo and Smith who just decided to go back down to League One for some reason um, maybe they just can't really cut it in the championship but anyway who they've replaced them with 
don't fill me with much confidence. They might struggle for goals. And actually, the only 4.5 striker in the game seems to be starting up top for them at the moment. Um, so, yeah, Rotherham are going, going to continue yo-yoing, in my opinion. And then, obviously, so we've, had, we've had three different other teams that between us. So, David had Wigan, Abhishek had... Uh, Blackpool, I have gone for Reading as the other team to be relegated. Um, again, a lot of off, off the field issues driving that prediction. I mean, on their day, they've got players like, you know, Yaku Mate is a, a very good player, but he's always injured. And then Lucas Zhao is also also has injury issues, but he's obviously a very good striker too. So they do have the players to get themselves out of it. Um, but you know, they've lost Swift, they've lost uh, Rinomota, Josh Lawrence, and they. I think they're going to struggle for goals and, and they're going to concede a lot, which is generally which generally gets you relegated. Okay, in terms of the top six, um, I've gone for West Brom first, and Abhishek was quite right that Steve Bruce being the manager is is the main argument against that. I really struggled picking the top two actually. There are like arguments against every single team that you could put up up there, um, so I found it quite hard to choose someone to win the league. Which is interesting but i went for west brom just just basically based off of their recruitment which has been so so good um and with dk back fit yeah i can just see them being a real force if steve bruce can um you know get his get his um, act He's together or or yeah, if steve his, bruce gets uh, sacked early on because they don't do very well is another option imagine if steve bruce if steve bruce gets sacked and sean dyke becomes their manager Jeez, this one would be flying. <laughs> that would be interesting, to be fair. Um, yeah, and then I've gone for Norwich in second. And they always do well in the championship. They keep, you know, they, they keep the ball, and I think that helps them defensively. Obviously, they they're usually the worst defense in the league in the Premier League, but they, they just keep the ball so well in the championship. Um, and even though they're probably a bit weaker this time around, they've probably got enough to go up, in my opinion. Sheffield United third, they're looking pretty strong, particularly defensively. Um, just depends if they can replace Gibbs White well, whether players like Njai can step up. Burnley have put fourth, we don't know a lot about Burnley, but a lot of um, very, very good championship quality players in, in their side. Swansea fifth, uh, I think they'll kick on from last season if they can tighten up at the back. Um, then they should be um, looking very, very good indeed with their attacking firepower. And then I've gone for Watford in sixth. Yeah, we don't know what we're going to get from Watford, but I've kind of gone fairly safe with, with them there. Um, are there any standout predictions, like ones that seem particularly off to you or Rogue? Or are you fairly happy with? I put, I have, I put Watford 13 or 12, 13, yeah. I guess. You put Watford playoff. Yeah. What's that about? You know something about Watford that we all don't know about. What that is Isar and Line Dennis up. staying. Yeah, Isar and Dennis staying. I mean, but even if they they go, they they've got like players like Jao Pedro. Um, they probably do need a couple of wingers, like, but they'll be defensively re reasonably strong. So, yeah, it we, they're an unpredictable team. I'll I'll grant, no, I'll think, grant uh, that. Uh, another, yeah, another thing is that. You guys have shown love to Swansea City. Doug will be very happy. Our Swansea correspondent. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, Doug, I have put Swansea at nine, but uh, I can't see them moving ahead of whatever predictions that I've made from six to eight. If they do, then certainly I will say that it, I I was sorry to predict them at nine, but I'm not seeing them 
move far up. Mm-hmm. I think uh, their manager needs another season because they he properly he properly will be getting his players have gotten his players. So now it's time for business. I think he, they are Swansea are I think one or two players short to becoming a real force to reckon with. I think especially at the right hand side of the of that squad. Yeah. I think that needs to be done. If uh, they get a right back, uh, then I think they will be up and up there. Yeah. Well. Well, I when I did this last season, I got things very, very wrong. It was the first time I did it, did it for the championship last season. I got an average of about six places out for each team, which is pretty poor. So we'll see how we do at the end of the season um, and probably, probably score these up. Um, so that's that. Right, moving on to questions then. And uh, as last season, David, would you like to yeah read them out for us? Yes. Uh, we can start with some uh, boost-related questions that we may have answered already, but uh, well, we'll just read them either way. Uh, with the first question is from Nasu underscore underscore seven 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 seven, which uh, 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 is asking, would like it if you could go through all the different types of boost strategies out there. Which game is the best play boost? Uh, also, is it better to use boost earlier so we don't have to focus on it later in the season, fifteen game weeks? Uh, so uh, yeah, we, uh, the first part of the question we have answered, but um, uh, if it's better to use it early so we get out of the way, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I would say um, there's like it's like there's, there's good reasons for both. So the the good thing about getting rid of them early is um, you know you can prep for it with your game at one team and not have to prep for it later and take hits and stuff. The uh, bad thing is obviously lack of information, as we've talked about. So it's really a case of um, what is your risk appetite? What is your personal preference? Do you prefer to to play it safe and use information? Okay, Abhishek, do you have anything to add to that? That's not been said. No, so I think it's, uh, it's yeah. Judging by the fixtures this season, I think. Uh, it is very much uh, on the vicinity that uh, we are uh, we are very much itching towards playing all the boosts, but it's better to hold on to some boosts, at least one. Yeah, I get that, uh, especially the, when we talk about the away days one, but at least hold some boosts for the later half of the season, or uh, later game weeks, as may, uh, if I may say, for this section, because you don't know about injuries. Those are the things that can really damage your uh, season. Uh, so just hold on to some of the boosts. Don't play all the boosts quite early. At least one you can, but all three, no, it's a no from me. Okay. Yeah. Do you have anything to add, David? Oh, I think that's good. Cool. We can go on to the next question, uh, which is from FPL Frustration on Twitter. Uh, which asks, would you consider away days in game week one? Who is your favorite current championship player, over Femi or Perot? Is that two? Is that two separate questions or one question? The favorite. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, we can ask. We can answer it in two questions, maybe. Yeah. David, do you want to go first this time? As, uh, uh, as my favorite current uh, championship player. Mm. Um, hmm. It's hard. Um, yeah, it's hard when they're not in the league. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, 
I think uh, I like uh, it's it's probably and now I'm asking both questions, but I, I think Obafemi is uh, up there. Is uh, yeah. yeah, I like that he's uh, very versatile and uh, yeah, plays for a good team. Uh, yeah, and I have and one other as well. <laughs> no, but uh, that's for another question. So uh, I can pass it on to you. I'll say um, I'll say Connor Roberts. We have good memories of him from season one, um, and we all love a good attacking wing back, don't we? Um, so I, I'll I'll go with him. Uh, for me, I think it's going, it's really tough because uh, this season uh, there are a lot of players that I like have come to the championship. I think Pookie is one. Uh, Roberts, Pitwell uh, brings us fond memories when Roberts and Pitwell were playing for Swansea City. I think Piro is another one who is up there. I'm quite liking. This choose one, mate. Guy. Choose one. Choose one. That's the issue. I don't have one. You have to choose At one. Least... <laughs> choose one. Choose one now. 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 Come on. Okay, I'm. I'm going with Twine. I Fine. quite like that guy. Okay. Yeah. I'll just also say that uh, um, Pontus Fairway QPR said, I think he was in my listen to this, that uh, my guess he'd probably answer, oh, that's not your question, but uh, um, he said um, that I will answer Sober Thomas. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, I don't think I agree with that. <laughs> no, we don't like him on this pod, do we? <laughs> no, uh, he's, 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 uh, he's, probably cool, he's probably a cool guy, but uh, not like a fantasy answer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he has nice hair. <laughs> um, in terms of the Piro or yeah, Femi really question, nice. yeah, um, I think I think either either is fine and both is fine. I think yeah, yeah. non non is probably not fine in terms of in your <laughs> yeah. Way. If you you ha- uh, if you own it's like that. If you you have to own uh, you know if to cover all those uh, fixtures, you have to own either one of them. Or if you own both, that sound that's really good for you. But it's really hard to be, uh, this, uh, differentiate between Obafemi and Piro because. Both, both these strikers should do well for Swansea this season, so it's really hard to pick one of them. So, Essentially, yeah. like I think Perot is, is slightly ahead if they were the same price, but Perot versus Oberfemi and one million is very, very close indeed. I would say. Yeah, uh, I think that answers that. Um, should we go on to some more uh, player-related questions? We have yeah. three of those. Um, yes. The first one is from SPL Tiger underscore on Twitter, uh, and he asks, uh, uh, "Do you think the popularity of Lumley is undermined by the poor season Reading are likely to have? I just can't get behind a keeper who doesn't seem to have a good save record in a side that won't keep many clean sheets." Mm. Yeah. I mean that that's the main reservation isn't it we know that Lumley didn't have the best of times at Middlesbrough he's not very highly rated um and he's playing for a very poor Reading side so I I don't like it that much um and I don't have him so because of that um so yeah I think I think your point about not having a good save record in a side that won't keep many clean sheets is a very good one and you're right to be skeptical yeah, I think uh, the main thing is that the signing of Buzanis is the main differentiator of having 
of making reading a better side or not. I think uh, signing Lumley does not re uh, resolve them to be relegation candidates. But uh, I can get that why you have said why he has said that. But certainly with the signing of Buzanis, I think that Lumley factor really dies down un unless Pauline's things otherwise and starts every Lumley, game. started Lumley. the last preseason friendly though, didn't he? And and the last preseason friendly, like all the teams that really close to the first team, so I, I, I think Lumley's most likely to start the first game. It's a weird one because, he, yeah, I think he said what, uh, in terms of save, I think Lumley does well in saves. It's that, just that his goalkeeping sense is not <laughs> to his age, is related to his age, it hasn't improved. He does saves all right. He does saves. He has quite a few saves in his locker. But yeah. in terms of goalkeeping sense, positioning sense, it hasn't improved that much. Yeah. As a, as a keep goalkeeper myself, uh, I would say that even though you're not, you're not necessarily the best at like having match-winning saves in the top corner, it's not like the most important. Mm -hmm. Unless if you just are like in the right place at the right time, you can just if you just have your hands up as you do as a keeper. Uh, if you get the ball shot at you, you probably could have a chance to save it. So you don't have to be like the best keeper in the world, especially if you're not facing super hard shots. But uh, certainly um, if it's against the better sides, he has a less chance of being uh, having a good match compared to other keepers in the championship. But yeah, uh, I, don't, I think he would do worse in the Premier League than the championship. <laughs> He's just always got a mistake in him. I think that's the problem. Like he's just made quite a few bad errors last season, didn't he? But yeah, I have, yeah, I have both um, I have both him and Busanis just because then I get one. They want that starting. So yeah, that's not that, that, yeah. Makes that makes sense. Right. So we have our next question from Forever QPR, our QPR correspondent, uh, also known as Pontus. Um, and he asks, I currently got Cantwell in my draft, but I'm a bit insecure. And then news if he's properly back in business and will be nailed. Hmm. Yeah, anyone else want to take this first? Yeah, I think uh, it's a wait and see for Cantwell because I think uh, we also didn't know that whether he will start or not. And I think our Norwich correspondent has said that Sinani is getting the nod alongside Rashika and who will be the other for uh, midfield behind Puki. Uh, uh, our Norwich correspondent also didn't knew. So we kind of have to place our bets on, I think, Rashika as of now. Um, if you have the money to spend, Otherwise, it's either Puki or Aaron's and go from so go to some place else for midfield. If you are not picking Rashika, yeah, I would say like uh, it's a bit, it's a quite uh, like in football terms, it's a quite while for from like when we did our correspondence spot for Norwich, and we haven't got any more like positive news about Cantwell being a secure starter. And um, if I wanted to have him in my team, I would want like because it's a, such a big team. Um, you would want like concrete news about him being a starter. And if you don't get that, it's probably because uh, it's a bit more unlikely. So uh, if you want to take the risk, sure. But uh, it's 
a bigger risk than I would want to take at least. Yeah, if I was to guess Norwich's starting eleven, I would have him in it, but I'm not confident enough to have him anywhere near my gaffer team, essentially. Um, yeah. That sums up my thoughts. Yeah, I think that answers the question. Uh, and now we have some 50 uh, 50 uh, decisions, dilemmas. Uh, so we can just do quick. Yeah, this is this good part. Uh, we can just go to you first, Joel, then uh, to Abshek. Uh, right, so the first one is O'Hare or Baker? Joel? O'Hare. Okay, Abshek. Yeah, Baker. Right. Uh, the next one is... Davis, what about you? Joe. Oh, okay. I'll say it well. Uh, I'll say... Uh, Baker. Interesting. Um, next one is Jones or Aarons or McNair. Ooh, tricky, tricky, tricky. Quickfire, go on. Jones. Aarons. And Jones, yeah. and I'm picking Aarons. Okay, Aarons for me as well. Okay. Um, Oh, this is our one. Uh, uh, it's goalkeepers now. Uh, Fisher or Bentley or Baxter? Uh, I will say Fisher. Before I say my answer, all bad options. But <laughs> <laughs> Probably right, yeah. 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 My pick is Fisher. Uh, David, what about you? Uh, it's hard. Um, yeah, the only one I know a bit about is Fisher, so I probably say that as well. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I think you should look at all the elsewhere for keepers. Uh, right. Uh, also, yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of keepers, the next one is also a keeper poll. Um, Lumley or Etheridge or Maxwell. Well, given Etheridge is probably not going to start, it's going to be John Ruddy, and it's. Matt is probably going to be Grimshaw because he started the last friendly. Um, if we're going to go for like Lumley versus R Ruddy versus Grimshaw, I would say, I, I would say Grimshaw, if in terms of like best team, Lumley in terms of security of asset. Right. I was like, well, uh, For me, it's going to be Ruddy because I'm not picking uh, Grimshaw because I don't know much about him. And Lumley, I kind of want to go to him, but I knew I know he what sort of goalkeeper he is. So Ruddy for me. Right. I'm just going to say Lumley because uh, he has had so much uh, negative response, so we need to like balance it out. Okay. If you're listening again, yeah. Lumley, you. Uh, you have uh, a friend in me. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was all the fist fist decisions. And uh, now we're moving on to the last two questions. Um, uh, one of them is from Ski House 78, which uh, asks Am I doing something wrong if I'm happy with my draft, but I have 1.5 million left in my bank? It's a nice position to be in. Yeah. You're not doing anything wrong, no. If that's what you think is your best, your best squad, then go ahead and you'll have the money to jump on any more expensive assets if you want to. Yeah, I think uh, all I'm going to say is that, mate, we are building our teams, keeping in mind that we have at least 0.5 million in the bank. You have 1.5. <laughs> Pretty damn good team you are. So rest assured, rest assured that you are doing this 
far better than us season pros <laughs> yeah you know something we don't <laughs> yeah like some hidden gems that are like worth 6.5 or 5 yeah Best. yeah yeah i i would say i have like the most i've had in my bank is like 1 billion or 1, uh, 0.5 and my first first my first like reflex could be like for me it will be like okay i have to use that money mm. to upgrade my defense especially because there's always yeah. something someone that can give me better uh, so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying you're doing something wrong. Uh, I'm saying like you must have a very good team or like have some options to have looked at it yet. So yeah, the discipline yeah. to not just wanna wanna upgrade everyone, which I think yeah, uh, yeah I, 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 I'm the same, David. I'm exactly the same as you. With what you just said. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, the answer to that. And uh, <laughs> finally, the last question. Uh, which is actually for me. <laughs> uh, that's not uh, often that happens, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just uh, yeah, it's hard. Uh, it's from uh, Angus McPhail, Angus Ada one on Twitter. Uh, oh, wow. He says, David, now that your ma our man Sinkernagel is, um, let's see, what's this? Uh, is no longer mm -hmm. in the division, who is your new favorite? <laughs> Ouch. Uh, I know it's not in the division. It's, uh, it's uh, very sad. He's not, um, moved, he's not moved on yet. He can't have a new favorite because he's not moved on yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I guess you have to move on sometime. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've uh, I've reserved this from uh, um, it very much to but, but like, if I was to pick one, it would be Max Power because his name is freaking awesome. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just hope he backs it up with uh, like being one of the best efforts and I would be proven wrong about Begin. So. Uh, yeah, my team name is uh, has Max Power in it, so yeah, he's he, he, You have uh, given love to every championship sides that we have backed. <laughs> we have said wrong things about you, have given love to all of them. No, Abhishek, he, he's the only one who sent Wigan down. You've had Wigan going down in this prediction, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it's more amazing than uh, Potting. I'm like, uh, getting bad for Wigan now. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think that would be it. <laughs> <laughs> so we have got one last thing to talk about, which is Thursday Night Wars, which if you watched last season, um, was a, a temp uh, the, the, the title of one episode where we were asked by Jamie from the EFL Fantasy Podcast who we'd be as wrestlers, both us, the three of us, and Spencer, and the three of them. Um, and we answered that question, which was a, a good laugh. Um, but we, you know, Thursday Night Wars is back in the form of a um, tournament, and you've probably heard of this, this about this already. But our pod team versus their pod team versus the community team. Um, as it stands, I think the first defender polls will be finishing any minute now. Um, and when it's you see this, right yeah, and when you see this, um, there'll be some more polls open to just finish off the last few slots in the team, and then your team will be finalised. So get voting, and then you'll be voting on things like captaincy and stuff um, just before the deadline as well. So keep an eye out to keep voting and see if you can beat our our pod teams. Um, but what we can now do is reveal our pod team that we have um, just decided before we recorded today. So let's bring that on screen now. We have got even though we were bashing Lumley at times, we have got Buzanis and Lumley as our two keepers um, right now. Um, we have got a back three in our starting eleven of Aaron's Bidwell and Tymon. 
we have got a midfield of Sykes, Swift, Patterson and Rashika and a forward line. We, we wanted to go a bit fun and, and off um, te- off meta, off template with our um, with our forward line. So we've got Pookie naturally. Uh, I did not. I wasn't talking about Pookie. And um, we have got the the amazing duo that David managed to get mixed up and probably gained him about forty points at the end of season one. Lyndon Dykes and Daryl DK as our other two Yay. strikers. So we've got double double Dykes slash double Dyke double Dykes <laughs> um, in our forward line. And on the bench, we've got Lumley, Giles, Field, and the, uh, the Southern defender, Hume. Um, and that is our 11. So, yeah, beat that community team. And if our fantasy <laughs> podcast, we look forward to taking you on. And we are, yes, we've had a bit of fun with this team. We've had, a, yeah, we've got a couple of different picks, but we very much want to win this, don't we, guys? Um, yeah, of course. It's- and now it is not EFL fantasy. I think here they are the officials, so it would be yeah, the a feather gaffer podcast. So it will be a feather in our cap to beat them. So I have much more motivation. <laughs> much more motivation to beat them and the community. So yeah, uh, quite happy with our uh, gap sport team. So let's hope it does the business when the season starts. Yeah. And a reminder of the scoring system, we're going to do um, each game week, um, regardless of whether we play boosts or not, um, three points for the winning team, one point for the second place team, and nothing for the the bottom team. So a bit more incentive to come like top rather than second. Um, so yeah, I'm look- I'm actually really excited for like the end of game week one when we actually have our first points on the board and see- will we be really sad because we're bottom after one game week, but we'll be top. It's going to be fun. So that is the... Thursday Night Wars competition and you can cast your votes on all the community team moves, boosts, captaincy across the whole season. Um, so it's going to be good fun and thanks a lot to at Tom P. Tom who has um, kindly taken a lead on that and decided all the polls. Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah, just before you move on to something, uh, move on to the uh, thing I think Tom has, has been tirelessly working on his threads, uh, so do give him like, retweet his uh, threads because he has been very helpful and I think mm. he has covered all the necessary that things that are needed to be covered in terms of assets, in terms of budget assets, in terms of mid-price assets. I think he has worked, he has done a really hard work and a good work in that. So really appreciate uh, all the things that he has done for our community uh, so do check him out as well mm-hmm. uh, his trades are really good especially for uh, managers who are starting new uh, they will get uh, much of an idea about uh, how what how Gaffer is played and all that uh, yeah so yeah yeah and he's also got covid so if you're if you are watching or listening to him get well soon um hope you yeah recover well um, and uh, yeah thank you we'll just echo the thanks um and the praise that i wish i could just give you because you, you are doing a great job yeah um yeah so that brings us to the end of our podcast and you will not hear from us for a little while apart, aside from on twitter where we have the ongoing polls and stuff um but we are planning on taking a little break it's been quite an intense one the last week and recording next um just after game two finishes rather than after game one where we will kind of digest 
what we've seen so far um and so that is that is the plan and we all kind of have a fairly regular schedule where we record we'll try and record the majority of of weeks um we, we probably won't kind of do extras when there's midweek game weeks but and try and keep it to once a week but that's kind of generally what the plan is moving forward all right so all that remains to be said is goodbye and see you next time so it's goodbye from me and namaste from me you prefer to to play it safe and use information or or do you value the kind of yeah the lack of prep so That's that? <laughs> <laughs> We're still what? Um, yeah, uh, should we go to the next question? Mm-hmm. Um, which is from foreverqpr underscore SWE or Pontus, uh, our Swansea correspondent. Uh, he asks, I currently hold got on, Cantwell hold in. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, just hold on. Uh, um, <laughs> can share some live news, I think. The English woman's side. No, I don't want to know. I don't want to know yet. I don't want to know. No, I don't want to know. I was going to watch it afterwards. I told you this earlier. Oh, they've won, haven't they? I mean, it's happy news. It's happy news. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that England English woman team is winning. That's what, that's what I was now, I, now I'm not going to watch the, I don't watch the first He spoiled the whole first half for me now I told you earlier <laughs> I was going to go back and watch it Okay, let's move on, <laughs> let's move on. I was far too excited <laughs>